Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be a part of this here program. Glad to have you with me. Now, uh, question. I got a question for you. I, I'm, I'm going to, to wade into this. What would you do if you knew there was someone out there who compared the Holocaust to a cookie baking operation? Who is a white nationalist, white supremacist? who has praised Adolf Hitler and Vladimir Putin. Would you want to go speak at this person's event? Because these are, these are known things. They're not new things. They're multi-year-old things. Would you want to support a candidate who knowingly goes to speak at a conference hosted by someone who's a white nationalist who talks like David Duke, who has a history of praising Adolf Hitler and Vladimir Putin and dismissing the Holocaust. Would you want to go speak at that person's event? Because Marjorie Taylor Greene, a congresswoman from Georgia, went to speak at an event hosted by Nick Fuentes. Fuentes is one of the members of the alt-right. He is a well-known white nationalist. He is well known for being dismissive of the Holocaust and blaming Jews for the world's problems. He is an anti-Semite. He's a disgusting creature of the alt-right who sane and normal people should want nothing to do with. He's been banned from CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. And so what he tends to do is uh, now have an American First Political Action Conference, AFPAC, and he does it in the same location as CPAC and tries to invite speakers. And he invited Marjorie Taylor Greene, who spoke at both CPAC and AFPAC. And right before bringing her on stage... Fuentes defended Hitler and Putin and led the crowd in a chant for Putin. Did Marjorie Taylor Greene not hear this? She had to be off stage. I know how these events work. I've had these events. It wasn't like it, he did it in some distant moment prior to her arrival. It was in the freaking introduction to her speech. And then she came up on stage and talked. 
And at first she tried to do the, I didn't know. How do you not know? If you don't know, fire your staff and tell us, who are you firing? Your chief of staff, who? Who are you firing? Because this guy's been around for multiple years. The same thing happened last year with uh, Gosar. He apologized. And now she's doubled down on this. And now she said, well, you know, Jesus spoke to sinners. You're not Jesus, you idiot. Jesus spoke to sinners. And what did he tell them? Go and sin no more. What are you doing? Defending the views of the white nationalists. These are just alienated conservatives, and I'd like to bring them to the fold. You don't bring white nationalists who praise Adolf Hitler into the fold, you idiot. Do you not know what you were doing? We have people calling all the time to defend Marsh. Oh, I know her, and she's so smart. If she's so smart, how did she not know she was talking to a white supremacist who praises Adolf Hitler and his group? How did she not know if she's so smart? Well, you can't know everything. I'm sorry. She's an American member of Congress. You don't go speak to a group and not know who you're speaking to and then try to double down and just say, well, they're young, alienated conservatives. No, they're not. They're the second coming of the KKK. And everybody knows it. You're not Jesus. If you were speaking to them and you were on the same wavelength as Jesus, you would tell him to repent and you didn't tell him to repent. Now, I need you to listen to me before you get all mad. I'm not going to listen to you ever again. If we don't clean up our own side, the voters clean up our side. Look at the Democrats. Look at them. They have all of these idiots out there campaigning on defunding the police, and the voters are wiping them out. The voters are cleaning up the Democratic side because the Democrats have refused to clean up their own side. Some of them will be perfectly safe, but anyone in their periphery is going to get wiped out by the voters and has been. 2020 was supposed to be a big wave for Democrats, and it wasn't because voters rejected their defund the police views voters turned on marjorie taylor green of the left and i want you to hear this i want you to understand that if we don't clean up the crazy on our side the voters will start repudiating us the voters will start rejecting us the media loves to play up Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they never want to play up the crazy. And you can call it and say, well, you're playing up the crazy right now. Why are you playing up? Because I'm a conservative Republican, and she claims to be one, and she's an idiot. And she's making the rest of us look bad. It's no different from Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And none of you think they should be in Congress. So why do you think Marjorie Taylor Greene should be in Congress? The voters, by the way, anyone those people come campaign for loses. What do you think is going to happen for the Republicans who Marjorie Taylor Greene comes campaigning for? We have to clean up our own side. You do not go talk to a bunch of white nationalists and then say you're like Jesus talking to sinners. No, the hell you're not because you didn't tell them to repent from their sin of racism.
if we don't clean up our own side, the voters will clean it up for us and they will put in someone who will vote against you. Now, here's the thing. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she typically votes the right way. She typically votes as you would want her to vote. But you can replace her with someone else who's a Republican, a conservative, and they'll vote just like Marjorie Taylor Greene. But there's a difference. Marjorie Taylor Greene can't get anything done. She can't. And you can say, and I know some of you are tempted to say, but I mean, the Democrats are in charge, so she couldn't get anything done anyway. That's BS. There's a member of Congress who's on the Freedom Caucus, who's a loyal, conservative, devout Christian, who was able to convince the Democrats to fix the PPP problems for small businesses. And they passed his measure because he, a member of the Freedom Caucus, who's actually got a better record of conservative voting than Marjorie Taylor Greene, was able to convince the Democrats, because he's a nice person who doesn't show up at white nationalist rallies, to improve the law. So he, being in the minority party, as far right as Marjorie, if not more so, was able to convince the Democrats to get something done. Marjorie can't do that because not only is she an idiot, she's also not a very nice person, frankly. And she shows up at white nationalist rallies. And where's Kevin McCarthy? He's willing to condemn Liz Cheney for backing up the Democrats. Why can't he condemn Marjorie Taylor Greene for speaking at a white nationalist rally? The Republicans are on the cusp of attracting Hispanic and black Democrat voters. And they're showing up at white nationalist rallies to speak. That's absurd. That's absurd. And please, if you're going to tell me she's a smart person, she should know better. She should at least Google who Nick Fuentes is before showing up at his event. And if she's not a smart person, then she doesn't need to be in Congress. So either she's a smart person and knew what she was doing, or she's an idiot. Make up your mind. Maybe she just needs to fire someone for her, from her staff for arranging for her to go speak at a white nationalist rally. If you don't clean up your own house, the voters will clean it up. In 2006, I was very vocal. 2006, I was telling Republicans everywhere, you got to get rid of the corruption. You got to get rid of the greed. You got to get rid of the bad actors within the Republican Party or the voters are going to hold you accountable. And no one listened. And the voters purged the GOP from power. And frankly, they deserved it because they refused to clean up their own house. You talked several times during this interview about the world seeing the difference between good and evil. I want to bring that closer to home and talk about something that Congresswoman Liz Cheney tweeted uh, yesterday about sitting Republican House members appearing at a white nationalist gathering. She said, quote, as Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar speak at this white supremacist, anti-Semitic, pro-Putin event silenced by Republican Party leaders is deafening and enabling. All Americans should renounce this garbage and reject the Putin wing of the GOP now. Do you agree? 
Absolutely. Uh, Liz Cheney was right with that statement, and she's been right for a long time. And I also saw uh, that, uh, that Ronna McDaniel came out with a statement as well, uh, uh, talking about how repugnant these white nationalists are. Look, there's no place in, in either political party uh, for this white nationalism or racism. It's simply wrong. Uh, it's, it's, uh, as, as you've indicated, speaking of evil, uh, it's evil as well. And, uh, and, you know, I, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar, I don't know them, but I'm reminded of that old line from the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid movie where, where one character says, morons, I've got morons on my team. And I have to think anybody that would sit down with white nationalists and speak at their conference was certainly missing a few IQ points. Now, if you listen to this and you say, oh, well, Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney are criticizing them, so they must be right then you too are an idiot and probably don't need to be a part of the party. You don't go speak to white nationalists who praise Vladimir Putin and Adolf Hitler. And if you don't understand why you don't do that, you got the problem, not me. Now, you should know if you live in, in Georgia, uh, there is a challenger to Green in the Republican primary who is a pro-Trump conservative female named Jennifer Strayan. Essentially, she's uh, Marjorie with a brain. Um, she is a Trump supporter, longtime Trump supporter, Trump donor, uh, but doesn't want Marjorie Taylor Greene's drama. Uh, and it, so you have an alternative if you want a conservative who is a Donald Trump supporter, uh, but who actually has a brain and is smart enough not to show up at white supremacist rallies. Uh, Jennifer Strahan may be your option. Uh, Marjorie's district has been redrawn, has some more Atlanta suburbs in it. Um, but you know, she's got a lot of support. I was up in, uh, Barnsley gardens, North of Atlanta, uh, over the weekend, had a guy's trip up there, uh, went over to my friend's house, uh, near Rome. And there were a lot of Marjorie signs. Uh, it was so interesting is, you know, she was one of the people who said, uh, that it, the election was going to be stolen in 2020, the, the runoff was going to be stolen. Don't bother voting all that. Now all of her signs are flood the polls, flood the polls. <laughs> yeah, she's got to try to inspire people to show back up after she suppressed the vote the last time. Uh, so Jennifer Strahan is her her opponent. There's another one in there, a uh, more moderate uh, guy, um, a doctor, but Strahan is, is actually an actual conservative uh, and has a real shot uh, if people rally as an alternative. I mean, you got to be tired. Y'all, I'm just so tired of the embarrassment from my own side. I mean, the Democrats have no shame. They're not embarrassed by Rashida Tlaib. They're not embarrassed by Ilhan Omar. And I don't think our response should be, well, I'm not going to be embarrassed by my side. No, I think you should clean up your side and show voters that we're better than the other side, that we don't tolerate the crazies on our side, the ones who show up at white supremacy rallies. Now, let's go to the phones. Daniel, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Hey, Eric, I think, well, first of all, I just wanted to let you know I'm actually switching over to one of your um, sponsors, Patriot Mobile, soon. So Fantastic. Uh, giving, them some, giving them some of the business thanks to my, um, I won't mention their names, but um, I um, wanted to get that out there and I'm ordering some Omaha steaks. So, um, anyhow. Sweet. Uh, my point is, uh, and you already answered about our primary opponents for her, but uh, did she have kindergarten staff heading this event that she went to before she even went there? Because um, is it going to hurt 
hurt her. It's gonna it, it's it's gonna hurt her pretty bad when it comes what May twenty fourth for the primary runoff. Yeah, the, the so the, yeah the primary is in in May in Georgia, and I would like to think her voters will decide that uh, they they would like to have a conservative who's not going to embarrass them, and they've got that option. But I don't know. You know, some people will double down on defense. We see this more and more these days. People get so tribal. They're like, "Well, I don't care that she's an idiot. She's my idiot, and I'm going to defend her to the to the teeth." But I I, I got to imagine that you've got a you've got a Trump supporting alternative who's not an embarrassment. Why don't you pick? You get the same voting record and actually someone who can get something done. Do you really think Marjorie's going to get anything done, even when the Republicans take back Congress and they're going to? Do you really think she's going to be able to take anything? She's alienated her own Republican members in Congress. She's burned every bridge. But, you know, I, again, I was up in Rome uh, over the weekend. I uh, got my affiliate WRGA up there, and I was in Rome, and there were MTG signs all over the countryside. She got a lot of rural support up there. And they, I mean, they'll they'll double down in defense of her probably. That when your person gets attacked, you tend to get your back up for them. And I get that. But at the same time, my gosh, it's just an embarrassment to have someone on our side who will show up at a white nationalist rally who claims to be smart. And if she didn't know, you literally get a budget. Did y'all know this? You get a budget. From Congress, you don't pay for it out of pocket. You get to hire staff at taxpayer expense. And one of the things your staff is supposed to do is to protect you from doing stupid things like showing up at a white nationalist rally. So did she not use her congressional taxpayer funded budget to hire smart people around her? To vet these things? Did she not hire staff to keep her out of this trouble? It's absurd any way you look at it that she showed up there. And you know and I know the left would be doubling down in defense, and they have doubled down in defense of all the bad actors on their side. We should be better than them because we are not them. We should be willing to call out our own side. Uh, It's just deeply, deeply horrifying to me that people will defend someone showing up at a rally and being introduced by a man who leads the crowd in chants in favor of Vladimir Putin and compares him to Hitler and says, that's not a bad thing. That's what the guy actually did right before he introduced Marjorie Taylor Greene to the stage. It's horrific. Well, happening right now, there is some breaking news. Uh, FIFA uh, is banning Russia. Now, for those of you who don't know what FIFA is, you know I used to say FIFA, and the soccer fans would come after me very angrily. Uh, it is the International uh, Football Federation Internacional de Football Association, the International Federation of Association Football. It is banning Russia. Uh, also, uh, the European Union Football Association is banning Russia from soccer. And now the International Olympic Committee is banning Russia and Belarus from the Olympics. Well, a little late. You let the steroid users go in. Now it's just the, the Paralympics, the Special Olympics. Uh, they're they're going to ban them, though. Uh, no more international competitions presided over by the IOC. Uh, will the Russians or Belarusians be allowed to participate in Th- That one's actually big because the IOC always, always has a very light hand on corrupt tyrants. And yet, 
the IOC is now stepping up banning Russia from events as well. This is all happening right now uh, in the last few minutes while we've been in commercial break. Uh, FIFA, IOC, and, and the UEAF, the Union of European Football Associations, uh, all stepping up saying uh, no more. They're banning the Russians from these events. Uh, now, all of these things, plus the economic news out there, has a real measurable impact on uh, Russia. Right now, while I'm talking, if you're listening to me live, uh, it's it's February 28th, uh, 1.37 p.m. Eastern time. The Dow is down 413 points. Uh, NASDAQ is down 49 points. Uh, the S&P down 44 points. Uh, taking in all of the various economic news that's out there, please keep that in mind. Uh, that uh, there are going to be an impact. And I honestly do think it would be smart of Joe Biden to put energy sanctions on Russia, and then he would have the Russians to blame for gas prices. But as long as he's still importing Russian oil, can't really blame the Russians for the high gas prices. You ban them and say, well, this is what it takes to beat Vladimir Putin. Y'all, there's a war cost here. It might be able to convince some people, but he can't do that right now. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Roger, going to go to you next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Hey, thank you so much, Eric. I appreciate sure. you taking my call. Uh, you know, I live in a pretty red part of the Deep South, and I don't know anybody that's not outraged at Putin's actions in Ukraine. Right. And when I look at some of the tepid responses from some, you know, on the MAGA right, and, and, and actually probably a little more uh, radical than some of those, you know, I look at that and I see how the media has, off, has been very, very good at nutpicking and at taking those people and their comments and tying them to mainstream Republicans. And I, and I look at this and I'm wondering to myself, is uh, this whole Ukrainian thing and particularly the response of some people on the right, is this a, uh, an option or an, an opening for Biden to turn his fortunes around and to perhaps see the midterms that the Republicans uh, should have as a cakewalk figure out a way to screw it up? Yeah, listen. I agree with you. Uh, that's my concern, too. Uh, you got a number of people out there. J.D. Vance in Ohio, candidate there, who is saying we Bingo. should be care- caring about this. Uh, Ohio has the largest immigrant Ukrainian population in the nation. For J.D. Vance to be out there saying nobody cares about it and, and we shouldn't care about it is politically tone deaf. I, I, I honestly have no idea who he's playing yeah. to unless he's trying to get a Steve Bannon endorsement or something. Uh, that Chernovich <laughs> guy has been pro-Putin. There are a number of voices on the right and on the left, but really on the right, that are very loudly Putin. What I think is interesting, though, is it's not really any elected officials anymore. Uh, you had Josh Hawley two weeks ago suggest that maybe we could find a way out of this and and uh, we needed to try to understand uh, what Russia wanted without going to war. And the moment the Russians crossed the Ukrainian border, he's like, sanction them, uh, give the Ukrainians weapons. Uh, he, he was the most uh, Russia-friendly guy in the Senate uh, until the moment they crossed the border. And, I mean, he, he's doubled down with all the other Republicans. Even Bernie Sanders on the left is suddenly... Uh, angry at Putin for this, which is remarkable to me. But you're right when we've got candidates uh, like J.D. Vance out there, but it's not just him. There's one in in Arizona uh, who is is all over the place defending Putin. And then there's a Republican candidate in Delaware, uh, Lauren Witzke. She was the Delaware GOP's candidate for the Senate in 2020. And she's now out there praising Joe, um, praising Vladimir Putin. She says she stands with his Christian nationalist nation. Quote, I identify more with Putin's Christian values than I do with Joe Biden. 
This is nuts. For those of you who've bought into the idea that, that Vladimir Putin is some sort of uh, Christian nationalist, do you know that he beats up Christians if they're not uh, in the Russian Orthodox Church? Like literally Christians are physically beaten in Russia. They are punished, not allowed to participate in society. In the Ukrainian region that the Russians had taken over the Donetsk and in Crimea, Christians are ruthlessly persecuted by the Russians. Because many of them, uh, Vladimir Putin's friends, remember that the Pope and the Catholic Church were deeply influential in causing instability in the Soviet Union. They don't like Christians. They give lip service to the Russian Orthodox Church as a way to claim God's mantle for a Russian empire. But anyone who's believing this whole uh, culture warrior stuff about Putin, and there are people on the right doing it, uh, you are completely out to lunch on this issue, uh, and shame on you for not paying attention. Now, back to the phones we go. Andrew, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Thanks for taking my call, Eric. The previous uh, listener just uh, answered, asked, and you answered one of my questions. So thank you for that, and thank you for taking sure. my call. Big time, big time fan, so I'll just stick to the second question. So I'm just reading and or hearing stories about the state looking into the state of Georgia's investments in Russia-backed or investments, companies otherwise, and to immediately dispose of those. I get the symbolism of that, but won't we take a beating and hurt the state? And that's it. Yeah, um, look, Andrew, I appreciate the question. Yeah, Yes, uh, there is real concern about us. And by the way, um, there's no reason to pour your vodka out. You already bought it. I get the symbolism of the protest. We're back to the freedom fry thing. Um, but yes, uh, I, I do think we need to be careful with this. Although, uh, given the amount of economic sanctions on Russia, it is somewhat wise to divest anything in, involved in Russia because uh, it's the value of it is going to go down dramatically. So you're actually probably uh, helping the state financially by getting out of it, given what's happening in the markets right now when it comes to um, dealing with Russia. But uh, this rush to go after, you know, there was a Russian uh, restaurant in New York City that was vandalized over the weekend. They're not Russians. Uh, Their ancestors are Russian. Um, There's no reason to do anything like this. But, you know, by the way, here's the thing. I think this is notable. I wasn't going to talk about this, but now suddenly our last couple of callers have kind of inspired this train of thought. When the Chinese virus, COVID-19, spread across the world, the media became deeply, deeply, deeply concerned about anti-Asian violence in the country and blowback and people harassing Chinese Americans. And they were right to, to some degree, because there were some idiots out there who were harassing people caught on tape. But then there was that shooting at the Asian massage parlor in Atlanta, where the guy was going in and killing the people who he believed uh, were feeding his sex addiction, had nothing to do with anti-Asian hate. He just happened to be going to Asian massage parlors for their happy endings. And suddenly, lo and behold, the media descended and the Democrats descended on all this anti-Asian hate. And it was all white people going after Asian Americans. Turned out, actually, statistically, it was overwhelmingly younger black men uh, who were doing it, and uh, so many of it, uh, so many of their violence was caught on tape. The media had to drop the subject because it wasn't white people causing the violence. 
Have you noticed how there really isn't a lot of hand-wringing? There have been a series of attacks on Russian-themed restaurants and businesses around the nation. Where's the media calling out all the anti-Russian violence? Or since Russians are white people, does it not fit? Hmm? I bet that has something to do with it. The media only cares about these sorts of things when it's white versus non-white, which is kind of pathetic. They're driven by race to cover certain news stories. But, you know, it's not just them. Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who is uh, one of the dumbest people alive, who wants to make it all about her, uh, she's in on the game as well. Um, And we should consider her tweets. Now, there are people on the planet who always want to make it about themselves. Nicole Hannah-Jones is the fabricator of the 1619 fable that claims that America's origins are all about slavery. And now she's going on social media. What if I told you Europe is not a continent by definition, but a geopolitical fiction to separate it from Asia And so the alarm about a European or civilized or first world nation being invaded is a dog whistle to tell us we should care because they are like us. Really? That's that's what she said. She went on, to be clear, we should care about Ukraine, but not because it is European or the people appear white or they are civilized and not impoverished. All people deserve to be free and to be welcomed when their countries are at war. So much of what she said is wrong. Actually, Europe is a continent by definition. Uh, The Ural Mountains are the historic divide. Why? Because there are continental plates at play. Yes, there is some truth about uh, Europe being supposedly first nation or first world status. And that's why some people care as opposed to when uh, small nations in Africa to war. Yep, there is some truth, but that's not the big truth here. The big truth here is that Vladimir Putin is invading a European nation, making the world a less safe place. The first land war in Europe since World War II, and so you should consequently care about it, regardless of race, regardless of it being white people or non-white people, but she can't help but make it about herself. And she gets basic facts wrong in the process. And this is a woman the media relies on to tell your children history. Shame on the media for elevating a person like this. It's absolutely, positively horrific that we elevate a bunch of fabulists in America these days to make rich liberal white people feel better about their white guilt. Now back to the phones. Uh, Greg, you're going to go next. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Eric. And I'm a uh, recent person on Twitter, follow you on Twitter and Oh my Lord, what a dumpster fire is that domain. Holy cow. (laughs) And I have the worst follower. Let me tell you, I love you people if you're listening to your follower, but honestly, like every troll from hell follows me on Twitter. It's awful. It is uh, It is theatrical and enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
I'm in the investment world, and my companies manage money for municipalities and states. This divesting from Russia, while it sounds really good, um, it is it is less than one percent of assets, if that. Uh, if you remember a while back, the fad of investing in the BRICS, mm-hmm. Brazil, Russia, India, China, um, those funds are so minuscule, um, it really would not have any impact now. When it comes to Taiwan and divesting from China, that will be a different story. But for Russia, it's nothing. Nothing burger. Yeah, that's that. That's actually that. That's a good point, and it does continue to make me concerned about the Taiwan situation. And you know, the Chinese today. Uh, I hadn't gotten to this yet, but it might as well uh, do it right now. Uh, Greg, the Chinese are now calling for Russia to go back to their borders. Um, that they don't need to be invading sovereign nations. And the way they phrased it gives them wiggle room in dealing with Taiwan. Um, essentially, globally recognized sovereign nations should not be invaded, which they've worked very well. I think only 17 countries on the planet recognize Taiwan as a as a separate sovereign nation. So the way they worded it gives them license to invade. But, yeah, I mean, my gosh, it, it is going to be economically um, disastrous for all of us uh, when the Chinese invade Taiwan because we can't divest ourselves from it real quick uh let me ask you greg when you're looking at the economy right now since since you're in finance and stuff i mean where's your lay of the landscape for for where we're headed economically in the country do you see a recession with rates going up or anything eventually yes uh all cycles have to end um but we think the federal reserve probably is not going to be able to raise as much as they say they will they're they're in a pickle very difficult spot Inflation yeah. is sticky, stickier than we all believe. You, you mean it's not going to be transitory like they told us? <laughs> no, no, no way, no how. Go look at the gas pump. Go go to Costco where I was yesterday. Um, food, Gosh. Especially, especially food inflation. Um, and it's less of an impact here in the United States. Uh, the last time we had major, major food inflation globally we had the Muslim uprising in the the, the spring, the Muslim yeah. spring uh, in 2010, 2012. Uh, it is regime change type food inflation that you have to concern yourself about globally. Uh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that when you're right, though. Greg, thanks very much for the phone call, y'all. I have smart listeners. Thank you all. 877-973-7425. We'll be back. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this program? Uh, real quick, um, there's a little bit more breaking news here happening on the Ukraine situation happening live. Uh, Switzerland is confirming it will embrace European Union financial sanctions against Russia. This is literally the first time in modern history Switzerland has done anything of the sort, uh, which makes it a really, really big piece of news that uh, Switzerland is going to go on with this. Um, Really fascinating, striking to see. Uh, FIFA, uh, the European Union uh, Football Association as well, uh, the International Olympic Committee all banning Russian athletes from participating in global sports now. Uh, Russia will be uh, uninvited now from the World Cup, uh, not invited uh, to participate at all, uh, which is striking. Um, And now that's going to probably impact 
the situation, the destabilizing situation in Russia. Um, so, okay, um, moving forward, I I wanted to talk. I want to take some of your phone calls. I don't have time now in the segment to take calls, but I'm happy to eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five if you want to call in. But uh, more particularly. When we come back, uh, there have been a number of exchanges on social media that I find very enlightening about people's mindsets. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, the response of some Americans of the woke set to what's happening in Ukraine. And I'll just give you one example right now before we go to break. The Associated Press released a picture of the Ukrainian peace delegation. Uh, They decided to sit down and try to have talks with Russia at the uh, border between Ukraine and Belarus. And literally, some woman who is a self-described Black Lives Matter woke supporter wanted to know where the women were. Why weren't the women folk involved in the negotiations? There are people who think that if you care about it, it's a sign of white supremacy. There are people who are worried about the Ukrainians not wearing masks. It's very bizarre, and I want to discuss it with you. Uh, When the real world comes calling, where will the wokes be? It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building? You want to build a building? Reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can. So spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. Their website is firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. Again, you need a loan, $750,000 or higher. You're a small business and you see an opportunity to grow. Share it with the Frost family and see if they can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. First Liberty Building and Loan can help businesses nationwide become bigger businesses.